Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us here, though, on the Orion Fuels and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line, Truly Steps Beyond Convenience. Chris Fowler is on the call. Fowler, Kirk, Kirk Herb Street, Saturday night. Chris, we appreciate you joining us here. And the first thing that we got to get to here, very important, your opinion. Is the turnover chain the best thing in sports right now? It's in the top three. I mean, for me, it's the best thing in college football. I, the first time I saw it, it's one of those things, yes, it's perfect. It's the most Miami thing. It's not It's not forced because it just kind of springs from the culture. And the way the players react to it, it's the telling thing, man. If, if, the play, if it means so much to the players that they're kind of planning what they're going to do and they get their hands on it, um, it, it, it tells you it's working. Is it a little bit surprising that a guy like Mark Richt, because, man, like he is a good man, he's spiritual, he's, he's calm, he's not flamboyant or, or, or braggadocious or anything like that. Is it a little bit surprising that Mark Richt, that's his club that's got the turnover chain? It'd be surprising if he were wearing it, like into the office, but I think it's not surprising because Mark's a smart guy. He knows the culture here. He gets it, and uh, look, I mean, it's not... It's not like you know somebody went out and stole it. It's just it's presented to them as an, as an award, and I think it, it's sort of like if it connects with players, man. Whether that's an alternative uniform or a chain or whatever, if, it, if it's if it gets that little one or two percent extra spark, it's worth it. He's a smart guy. He gets it. And here's the thing. And like Brett, I mean Brett, if the Canes Canes haven't lost this year, so you know we haven't had this scenario. But Brett, like, what's going to happen if there's a game where the Canes are getting blown out and they get a turnover? Is someone going to rock that turnover chain? You think, Brett? I think they still will, just just from the like the confidence level. You know what I mean? I think Miami's always looking for a spark or some kind of gimmick to get things going, and no better thing than than a gaudy gold Cuban linked hurricane chain with a giant chunk on the end of it. I wonder, Chris, it's got real jewels. That's what impressed me was like it, it, that's emeralds and stuff, and it's it's actually you know ten karat gold chain. I got the whole rundown from the jewelry store because we're gonna. We're going to feature it, of course, on, on Saturday. You went night, over. But, you went over oh, to go see AJ. So great! I did, I did not see the jewelry. I, you know, that 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 would be next level. I mean, maybe I've got time this afternoon in between our meetings. But I, I did read up on it. I was impressed that there's actual actual jewels in that thing. Well, so, yeah. First of all, it's down in the hood, right? So you got to make it all the way down US one to about 190th. That's actually my jeweler too. We've been using him forever. <laughs> I think a lot of former Hurricane players use him. A lot of guys in the league use him. Like AJ will travel to teams in the NFL, and he'll stay in the hotel. I team. didn't think Canadians were allowed to use, you know, like big, big, gaudy gold chains, Romberg. That, that's sort of that's not that's not the young, uh, you know, cerebral center I remember from those dominant Canes teams. I, I didn't have you for like a, a big chain wearer. No, I'm not a big chain wearer, but I got my hood flavor on when I started icing out my watches. You remember when Brightlings were big and you started icing out the Brightlings? Yeah, I had one of those. <laughs> We got, we got Chris. I'm not, I'm not going to dig any deeper into that story. <laughs> we got, uh, we got Chris Fowler here with us. Fowler and Herb Street. They got the game tomorrow night. Uh, Hard Rock Stadium, Canes and Virginia Tech. Uh, Chris, tell us, was there any consideration giving to having game day here in in South Florida tomorrow? Uh, not tomorrow, but uh, let's just say a week from tonight, tomorrow night. There's another big game too. So, um, teams need to handle their business. 
Um, game day has never been on the UM campus. We haven't done it at a Miami game since the old days of the OB, which were a lot of fun. But, um, you know, Notre Dame, if they beat Wake Forest, Miami off of, off of a win of Virginia Tech would be, I think, the, the, the biggest game of the weekend. I'm not involved in the show anymore, but I, let's just leave it at that. I think there's a, there's a chance, but yeah, you know, first things first. Yeah, I was, I was hoping that was going to be your answer, that, you know, the reason it wasn't going to be, you know, Virginia Tech is because actually uh, the juice that a Miami-Notre Dame game could possibly have well, would be a whole lot bigger. You know, I'm a resident down here, so this is to have back-to-back potential home games for me would be uh, spectacular. But, you know, we don't we don't get ahead of ourselves because the Hokies have other ideas, but but Notre Dame rolling in here where they are in the, in the rankings, uh, number three, very much a playoff mix team. Um, even if Miami didn't win this game, I think it'd be a, a huge game nationally. I just think the juice, as you know, would be a lot lot bigger if the Kings yeah. come in with that that uh, winning streak. Yeah, I was wondering if you still host that college football awards show in Orlando. I, I I now moved to Atlanta to the Hall of Fame, but I do proudly host that. Yes, the Remington wasn't part of that, though, was it? No, no, that was so. the Outland that I was over there for. It was ah, me, the uh, right? Okay, Jordan Gross and uh, and Ryan Long, and and I remember standing out there at that lake on the boardwalk out there, kind of wrecking Ken Dorsey for about twenty twenty five minutes between you and Kirk sitting out there, kind of talking a little bit of shop. I want to I want to get offline after I want to get your opinion on this offensive line, but you know, people, I got it. I'm so tired of the questions. Is, is Miami back? Is Miami back? Does back mean you got to win whatever your team's won, 35 out of 37 games or something? That, that's not going to happen. I mean, that, that teams don't do that. I mean, Bama approaches it, but I think right first things first, I mean, it would be nice for the juice of the game and for the Miami fans if Georgia Tech takes care of Virginia in the afternoon and we kick that thing off knowing that Miami could finally win a division. Just win the coastal division if you if you take care of business in that game. That that would be fine because that's the first step to being back is just win a division. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, and and I think what would show me being back is having the starters maybe sit on the sidelines for a few minutes of the fourth quarter. I'll, I, I don't think I played a full football game my last two years in college for the most part because we were usually done by the third quarter. All the starters were sitting there talking shop. Yeah, I've looked at the stats for the offensive backups. <laughs> they don't have any. They've never the backups never had a chance to get in there. Defense, they rotate in a bunch of guys, as you know, um, so out of necessity. But yeah, it would be nice to. I think the fans, all my all my friends down here who are fans, just every week I get these texts, no matter what game I'm calling. Oh, I'm having a heart attack. I'm dying here. They're making it so hard for the fans. But hey, isn't it better than losing close games? I know Rick yeah, said that, that, but isn't it the truth? That. I mean, yeah, they, they yeah, couldn't there's... win a close game for years. Yeah. Yeah, we got uh, we got Chris Fowler joining us here tomorrow night. You got Chris and uh, and Kirk Herbstreet. They got the game Canes in Virginia Tech, and you know I I don't know when the last time you you came to a Canes game. I don't know if you've been to a Canes game the last couple of years, but I will tell you, um, the the stadium there, okay, Hard Rock Stadium. It, it, it was a it was a terrible atmosphere. You go back several years ago, really bad collegiate atmosphere. But since Mark Wick got here, there's there's renewed, uh, you know, passion. It seems, and between the renovations that Mr. Stephen Ross did, the canopy that was put on the stadium, it, it's really a great great building now. And we're expecting a sellout tomorrow night. Uh, I, I think you're gonna have a tremendous atmosphere tomorrow night, Chris. I hope so. I mean, I've heard the bit improvements even since last year. We called the yep. the close call against Florida State last year, and you know the block at the Rock, their heartbreaker for the Canes, and and I was pleasantly surprised all the reasons you gave because I've been there, 
you know, for some Thursday games, some pretty sleepy uh, affairs. Yeah. And for U of M in the years since, I mean, nothing to me is ever going to replace the electricity of the old Orange Bowl. But you don't need an old timer to sit around and whine about that. I, I think what you've got right now is a really premier college stadium, which is you know right sized for Miami for a big game and. You know, let, let's hope they do fill it up and make a difference. I, I thought it was pretty electric. The buzz around the stadium was like, wow, this, this is different. This is sort of back to the old atmosphere, and I'm hoping for the same thing the next couple of weeks, actually. Give us, uh, give us some thoughts here on a couple of the other big teams here in Florida. Uh, Florida State, okay, Jimbo Fisher, uh, how much at fault is he for what's going on right now? Well, they can't be as bad as they've looked. I think it's tough for Florida State when you, when you lose your quarterback and then you have your goals crushed. And this is a team that expected to be in the playoff. And you can blame Fisher if you want to. I, listen, I mean, it, it's ludicrous to think that, that he should be moved out of there. I mean, that, that's, just, that's just, I can't even wrap my head around um, people who think that he should be gone after this season. I mean, I'm, I'm not a protector of coach by instinct. Like a lot of people in the business, if, if, it's, if it's the truth, it's the truth. But Jimbo Fisher is one, still one of the top people in the country doing what he does. Now, will they change the staff a little bit? Probably. But ultimately, it's with those players. I mean, if you if you, you know, it's not, it's not a lot different from the from the Miami teams way back when, man. You you you, you play for a championship. I mean, you're sitting there at two and four. Should you be able to play for pride and do a better job than they did against Boston College? Absolutely. At some point, you got to take personal pride and say, all right, listen, our season's shattered. We're going to go out there and so we're still going to ball. And they better show a pulse, but. But I don't think that it means that there's some kind of deep cancer in the program. It means that the year went went wrong from the first game on. Um, but they're they're way too good, way too good to to mail it in like they did against BC. Yeah, I'm a Gator. I'd take Jimbo Fisher in a second over our over our situation. Well, who do you expect <laughs> to be the uh, next coach of the Florida Gators? Do you have any thoughts there? You know, I I think it's a it's a very very good job. It's a tough job. I mean, I think anybody that goes into eyes wide open. I mean, you're going to have all kinds of suggestions. You know, Matt Campbell, who's resurrected Iowa State's the hot name. I think he would certainly listen to a job like Florida with the resources that they have and and a fan base that's hungry for anybody new. Um, I'm I'm not a guy that throws out a bunch of names. I, I do think that there is a little bit. There's something a little bit different in Gainesville than there was in Tallahassee, and that, in the yeah, they've won divisions, but you know, which you, you can't. Hey, listen, I mean, it's back-to-back divisions, and he gets fired what seven games in. It shows you where the expectations are. It also shows you maybe he wasn't a great fit from the start. So, you know, you, you want to get a a great fit. Some of the Gators will feel like, hey, he's one of us, or he gets us, because then you have the benefit of the doubt. But um, it's I, I understand why there's. Very, very upset people there because it's uh, the SEC East has sort of been there for the taking, and, and the Gators were not competitive from the opening game against Michigan when they faced a, a decent but not great team, not competitive at all in that game. But whoever it is, they can't, they can't be laying on the on the back of a shark naked on the back of a boat, right? That's a, how we all dare know that can't you, happen. Romberg? How dare you? Like that can't happen. You can't have the same guy laying <laughs> on a shark him. naked on the back of a boat on a fishing tournament. That, that's one thing for sure. Is that? Do you ask that at the interview, or do you, I mean, do you do you you say, would you in this situation do this? I mean, does that, does that come up, or it, it's got to be very similar to the, the combine psychological testing that a lot of the NFL teams. That's right. Would you That's ever right. lay on the back of a That's shark right. naked That's right. on a boat and That's take a photo right. of it smiling? Chris, is there any chance? That, is there any chance, Chris, tomorrow night, you and Kirk, uh, maybe when you're talking about the turnover chain, you guys are wearing a replica? Any chance of that? 
Uh, I can't comment on any production plans we might have. That would okay. be, you know, I think these things are best, uh, you know, best left tune in and it's, find like, out. it's like our that's our game plan. I'm not going to give you the whole game plan. I mean, you know, it's, um, no, you like Mark Rick. I'm going I'm to keep things guarded. I mean, you know. He, our, our production meetings are closed to the public, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Excellent. I'll tell you my production meeting right now. I am wearing one tomorrow <laughs> on my production when I'm calling the Middle Tennessee State game. I'll tell you that right now. It, it goes on right after halftime. I'll, I keep the suit jacket off. I put it on. We go to the little booth camera, and then that's it. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, teams all over the country are figuring out how do we copy this. Yeah. You know, do, you, do we get it, Shane? Is that, does that work for us, or do we come up with something else? Because when, when you see the defense – uh, taking the ball away the way the Canes are and rallying to it, uh, you know, like I said, a little source of inspiration. Teams are clamoring to come up with a with their own version of it. Great job, Chris. Uh, we really enjoyed talking. You'll be watching you tomorrow night. All right, let's do it again next week. Uh, it'll be fun to be back here and, and, and call a game, maybe with even more juice if yeah. things uh, unfold right on Saturday. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Chris. There you go. Take care. Chris, right. Chris Fowler right there. As uh, That's awesome. They're just just the, the chance that you could have game day for Miami and Notre Dame like next week. I mean, it obviously sounds like that is very much in the cards right there. That'd be really, really cool. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.